Thanks for being with us, everybody. Good evening. We give what we have because nothing lasts forever. So waste not, grace all. We're looking in the book of Leviticus, chapter 23. Verse 39. On the 15th day of the seventh month, when you have gathered in the produce of the land, you shall celebrate the feast of the Lord for seven days. On the first day shall be a solemn rest, and on the eighth day will be a solemn rest. And you'll take on the first day the fruit of splendid trees, branches of palm trees and boughs of leafy trees and willows of the brook, and you'll rejoice before the Lord your God for seven days. You'll celebrate it as a feast to the Lord for seven days in the year. It's a statute forever throughout your generations. You'll celebrate it in the seventh month. You'll dwell in booths for seven days, and all native Israelites will dwell in booths that your generations may know that I made the people of Israel dwell in booths when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. For I am the Lord your God. Now this is a description of the Feast of Tabernacles, sometimes called the Feast of Booths. That's why we kept hearing about booths over and over and over again. And it's meant to remind the ancient Israelite people about their time in the wilderness where God led them from Exodus to Mount Sinai, when they lived in tents. Tents. It's a camping party. And I want you to understand the sort of strangeness of this ritual that finally, after God's people are repatriated, they get, they get locked in the land. I mean, they get everything that they, they ever wanted. They still have to go back and, and remember through this backyard camping experience what it was like when they had no homes, when it was like when they didn't have all the comforts that they are now permitted to enjoy. And I think that's a, that's a spectacular practice for you and me. We ought to remind ourselves that what we have has been given to us now by God's grace and goodness to enjoy and, and that we didn't always have it and that we might not have it in the future, that, that the things that we enjoy might not last. And I think we also ought to be training ourselves over and over and over again um, to, to enjoy things for what they are while we have them. And, you know, sometimes we think, well, I, I really want, you know, a nicer house or I really want a nicer car. But, you know, if you got that nicer house or if you got that nicer car, it wouldn't be much longer before you started wanting an even nicer house or an even nicer car. You got to learn how to enjoy what you have even when it's perfect, even when it's not perfect. You can't wait for life to be perfect before you can enjoy life. Because all of life is temporary, momentary, and fleeting. All of life is imperfect and fragmented. I mean, you, if you can't enjoy the life you got, you'll never enjoy the life you've got. Because enjoyment, peace, rejoicing, happiness, these are things that flow out of you, not to you. These are things that the Spirit of God plants within you not that you happen to catch over and over again from somewhere else to somewhere else. And there's one key feature of this little account. I mean, it's pretty rare for me to preach out of Leviticus, but I think it's really interesting that we're told um, the first day shall be a solemn rest, a Sabbath, a, a chance for you to, to catch up, to appreciate, to look around and, and, and get a sense of what's going on. And the eighth day shall be a solemn rest. Um, that the whole experience is bookended with the chance to observe, to watch, to appreciate, to enjoy, to sup. And I think every time we see in the scripture the number eight, and in particular when we, when we read about eight days, what we know we're reading is a, a clue, a hint, a, a breadcrumb about new creation. 
See, God designed creation. In the first book of our Bible in Genesis chapters one and two, God designed creation as a, a perfect habitat for humanity. This is like a terrarium for people. This is where we get to play. This is where we get to create. This is where we get to live in harmony. This is where we get to enjoy the, the undifferentiated presence and pleasure of God and other people and ourselves. I mean, this is, this is it. Is that Eden is the paradigm for human flourishing. And God gives us that and tells us in there, on the seventh day, you should rest. So every time that we see that, that seventh day of rest or that day of rest, what we're remembering is, is a sense of completion and fulfillment. And we know that what God did at the beginning, God intends to do again at the end or the culmination, the fulfillment of time in new creation. Because the back end of the Bible, Revelation chapter 20, 21 and 22, is just like the front end of the Bible where God creates again this perfect habitat for all humanity. So here in Leviticus, we see a hint that God hasn't abandoned this plan of Eden or creation. God tells us the first day, first day is going to be a day of rest and the eighth day is going to be a day of rest. That the first day is a day of, of, of rest and, and recognition and honor and worship to God. And the first day of the new creation will be a day of rest and honor and recognition towards God. Which means what? It means our whole lives are bookended between rest and play. Between a recognition of the temporary and the eternal between an appreciation that just because don't think that some things don't last doesn't mean they can't be enjoyed. It's, a, it's an, 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 an injunction, a command, a statute, the scripture says, for you and I to enjoy this life for what it is in the presence of God, saturated the presence of God with God's help and for God's glory. So thanks for being with us today, everybody. God bless you. May you be encouraged and emboldened in Jesus' name. Lord, make me a servant so I can walk in righteousness. Make me like your son who did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, ready. Humble himself. Humble himself. To human likeness, Lord, make me a servant so I can walk in righteousness. Make me like your son, never trading glory for pride, ever only praise your holy name. That is why he came He came to save Oh, and was exalted to the highest place yeah. So I can walk in righteousness 
make me like the sun Shining your light upon the earth Until the Savior comes Oh, shine your love through me One of the ways that I like to um, stay connected to God in, in, in my own spiritual life is, is through the, the lighting of, of a candle. Um, the ideas of um, fire and, and light are, are prevalent throughout the scripture. Um, and uh, the use of candles throughout the, the history of the church has been a significant way to um, acknowledge um, God's presence uh, in any moment. Um, for me, uh, I use um, this candle um, that I have in my hand here very, very specifically, and it's something I use every morning. Uh, so when I get up uh, early in the morning, um, before I even make my coffee or do any of those things, um, I light um, this candle. And as I, um, as, I, as I light it and as I watch it ignite, uh, I think about a, a couple of different things. Um, first, I, I think about the scriptures that talk about how um, we are the light of the world. Um, the scriptures that say that a, that a, that a city, um, that, that we are like a city on a hill and that our light should not be covered. And I also think about the fact that like the um, wick has been ignited um, by the flame, God is igniting new things in me. He's creating new futures and new possibilities. And so in the morning, I light this candle and I, I set it by my table and then I journal, I read scripture, I listen to worship music, and I pray, all reminding me that God is doing something in me and he wants to do something um, through me. Uh, so I encourage you today um, to, to light a candle. Uh, find one in your home and, and, and maybe put it in a window somewhere where all the people that are out on their um, daily quarantine walks right now will be able to see it. Um, and, and let it serve as a reminder for you um, that God is with you, um, that he's working through you, and let your light shine. Some things that don't last will nevertheless endure for eternity. Until a seed of wheat falls, it will never reproduce.